welcome to the latest in our Digital Assets podcast series. In this episode, we discuss litigation risks for crypto exchanges and custodians. Uh, my name is Doug Robinson, and I'm joined by my uh, colleague, Caroline, Caroline Hunter-Yates. We are both uh, disputes lawyers at Simmons, specializing in digital assets. Now, in the traditional economy, uh, banks act as gatekeepers for transactions. Parties wishing to make or receive payments must generally hold a bank account and instruct their bank to execute transactions on their behalf. In the crypto economy, wallets and exchange providers play a similar kind of role. They enable parties to hold assets and they affect transactions between parties. Most listeners will be aware that banks face a lot of litigation. Um, Caroline, might the same be true for crypto exchanges and custodians? It's a really interesting question, Doug. I mean, litigation involving crypto businesses is still in its infancy in the courts. So it does slightly remain to be seen whether parties will bring claims against exchanges and custodians, and importantly, of course, whether they'll succeed. Um, There's also a great deal of variation in the crypto market. Not all exchanges or wallet holders, um, wallet providers provide the same kind of service or product. So some wallets offer a custody service, others don't. Um, But fundamentally, I think there are parallels between the well-trodden paths of banking litigation and the role that are being played by exchanges and custodians. Okay, so um, what kind of cases do you think could arise uh, in that context? Well, it's it's long been common for fraud victims to pursue their bank as the party with deep pockets in circumstances where the perpetrator can't be identified or is impecunious. And in such cases, the bank's often accused of having failed to prevent the loss suffered by the victim on the basis that it owes a duty of care to its customer and is in a position to identify and prevent suspicious transactions. Now, crypto-related fraud and the hacking can leave victims with little chance of recovering their lost crypto app assets. However, since the fraud, sorry, the transactions by which the fraud is affected are likely to involve crypto exchange or wallet providers, victims may start to look to those providers to reimburse their losses. And if there is a dispute about reimbursement, litigation may well follow. I see. That's very interesting. Um, So what kind of argument would you make if you were the customer uh, and you were um, looking to bring a claim against the the exchange or custodian in that scenario? I mean, it's probably similar arguments to those that are being used uh, against the banks. I mean, you're going to be alleging that the exchange or wallet provider failed to prevent the loss on the basis they owed a duty to block suspicious transactions, for example. Um, I mean, that could arise if there was something about the transaction in question that gave rise to, you know, red flags. Okay. And if if instead of going after their exchange or, or, um, or wallet provider, the victim to try to try and track down the, the party who perpetrates the fraud would there be any consequences in that scenario for the, the exchange or custodian i'm always a fan of going after the bad guys and it is common for victims of frauds involving fiat currency to obtain from the court um sort of specific orders requiring the banks to divulge information about transactions and accounts where it's necessary to get that information to pursue the fraudster But we are now seeing some cases emerging like that in the crypto market too. And there've been a handful of cases recently where people have been hacked and they've had orders um, from the courts against exchanging exchanges requiring them to disclose information about the hackers. Okay, well, that that sounds um, from the perspective of the the exchange or or wallet provider much 
lower risk um, compared to, I suppose, be, being sued for damages. Is it just a case of them handing over the information? Sometimes, and I have to admit that makes it sound probably a lot easier than it often is because you can end up with requests that are much broader than the sort of information that um, you either have or or, um, may want to hand over. And we know from our experience in um, the banking world that the victims do sometimes use the information that they then get from the bank to put a claim for damages together against that institution. So there is still some risk involved there. Okay, and are there any other areas where crypto businesses can, I suppose, learn from the example of the traditional economy um, and banks where litigation risks may arise for them? I mean, the most common type of claim in the traditional economy is is what we all sort of refer to as mis-selling. And, and, and that can mean selling a customer a product that's not suitable for them or selling a product on the basis of a misleading description of it. I don't think the former is going to arrive in the crypto world anytime soon, since it depends, you know, to a large part on there being a regulatory regime relating to the treatment of customers. Um, But I do think there is some scope for customers who suffer losses to claim that products have been mischaracterized by providers. Okay, and how do you think that might arise in the context of a cryptocurrency, which is not itself created by the, the exchange or wallet provider? Yeah, and it's a fair point. I mean, the risk is more likely to arise where those businesses are offering products or services of their own that are built on cryptocurrencies. So there might be services offered by some platforms whereby customers can lend their cryptocurrency to the platform or, or to another party in order to earn a yield on it. And depending on how that kind of product is structured and marketed, there may be scope for a disgruntled investor to argue that it has a claim against the provider akin to the mis-selling claims that we see in the traditional economy. I see. Okay. Um Great. Well, that, that's very interesting. Thank you, Caroline, for sharing uh, with us some of those litigation risks for exchanges and, and custodians. Uh, I hope it's uh, an interesting talk for listeners. Um, and please do make sure to join us for the next podcast in this series. 